Next on BYU Sports Nation, behind a dominant Jamal Williams, BYU stayed classy in San Diego. We'll recap last night's win over the Pokes. We'll also head back to San Diego. Tanner Mangum, Jamal Williams will both join the show. Plus, we'll get your reaction to the Cougars ending 2016 on a high note. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Jason Shepard and Blaine Fowler. BYU Sports Nation is live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today is Thursday, December 22nd, wherever and however you're dialed in. Thanks for joining us. Great to have you with us. I'm Jason Shepard, teamed up with a man who... Slept in a sleeping bag in Studio B last night. Blaine Fowler. Not true. I actually did go home, but I did leave the it building. It was late, though. I left the building after midnight, and we were back here early this morning. So who needs more than five hours of sleep? You know what? My philosophy is you can sleep when you're dead. Let's be honest. It's a lot easier to go to bed late and get up early when you know that you're going to be talking about a pretty nice win for the BYU yeah, if, football if, team. If, if it was a loss last night and I would have gone home after midnight thinking that we were going to come back and do this today, that would have been dreadful. I would have tossed and turned in my sleep. I slept well knowing that we were going to come in and we are going to be able to talk about a BYU victory in a bowl game. I just assumed that after the postgame show got done that – you took like a blanket, went back in one of the green room couches, and then just crashed the, for a there, couple hours. There is a good couch in the green room. It is a great and, nap. And, and couch. I have I have napped on it before. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the truth on a long day. When we have a long day today, if a, so we have a fun we got, day. We got the show on. here this morning. Women's basketball. You're gonna go over and call women's basketball. We've got the men's game tonight. It's great. This is it's BYU sports wall to wall. Living the dream. Which brings us to BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU breaks a three-game bowl losing streak with a 24-21 win over Wyoming in the Poinsettia Bowl last night. Kainakua sealed the deal with an interception with less than a minute 40 to go in the fourth quarter. After the game, Coach Kalani Satake told Spencer Linton that while there are certainly things to work on, he's going to enjoy this victory. Be more efficient as far as getting stops and creating big plays and and uh, getting some stops on third downs on defense and on offense, keeping drives going, you know, and getting points on the board. And so um, we'll go back, we'll back, go back and evaluate everything and get, work on getting better. But for now, uh, just enjoy the moment and, um, you know, just, just ride this, uh, this momentum into the next season. And, and Blaine, they absolutely should enjoy this one. They got nine, and we'll get into this, but they got nine wins and won eight of nine to end the season. You absolutely sit back and enjoy that yeah, one. Yeah, I, th- I think he does for a little. But I love that Kalani, he's a true coach. Yeah. And he's been at this a long time because he's already talking about, well, we could have done this better. We're, those are things we're going to work on. He treats it as one continuous season that leads into the next. And so he says, yeah, we're going to enjoy this thing, but we found some things that we can work on. We're going to get back to the drawing board. He's already starting to think about where can we get better based on this performance with the guys we have coming back when we line up against the Vikings of Portland State and prepare to play another crazy schedule next year. So next, Jamal Williams and Harvey Longy were named Poinsettia Bowl offensive and defensive MVPs. Williams, 26 carries, 210 yards and a touchdown. And Longy led the team in tackles with 16 tackles, 10 
solo tackles for Harvey Long. What a performance. Yeah, he was he was dominant last night. And Jamal Williams, as you mentioned, 210 yards. We're going to hear from uh, Jay Swag Daddy coming up a little bit later on in the program. BYU men's hoops will finish up non-conference play tonight uh, versus CSU Bakersfield in the Marriott Center. That game at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. You I'll be and, there. Uh, and uh, Dave McCann and, 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 Lauren, and Lauren Franklin Lauren will be, will be the there call. with us. So. Then on the other side, on the women's side this afternoon, women's basketball takes on ninth-ranked Washington, the Huskies. You know, this would be a good opportunity for BYU to get a quality NCAA tournament resume win against a very, very good Husky team. They close out non-conference play. That's for Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio, and that's going to be Dave McCann. That guy's working a lot. Yeah, he's working hard a couple today. Days. You're, you're going to cover that as well. And, and then Kristen, Kristen Kozlowski, Kozlowski yeah. our good friend Kristen. So busy, busy day in BYU sports. Absolutely. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars sealed the deal in San Diego. Allen, pump fake, out of the pocket. Allen looking downfield, intercepted. Kai Nakua picks it off. A high-risk throw, and BYU's interception leader salts it away in San Diego. What an opportune time for Kai Nakua to make another big play. Aren't we used to that now? We're used to that now. So we were sitting in the green room back here getting ready to do the postgame show, and, and Dave McCann and Brian Logan were there with me, and they said, oh, no, Wyoming has a lot of momentum. They're going to go down. Worst case scenario, they're going to kick a field goal, but they look like they're going to go down and score. And, and I said to them both, I go, no, you know what's going to happen right now? Kainakua. Kainakua is going to get a pick. And certainly it just, it just seems like whenever this football team needs a big play on defense – Kind of cool is the guy that comes up with it. And, and evidently, we found out last night that, that Derwin Gray said the same thing and tweeted it out. He said, this is the time Kainakua gets a pick. Got a bunch of uh, soothsayers here. On cue, the guy comes up with a big play. It, it was huge, and at the time, Wyoming was already in field goal range, long field goal range. But they, they five, at the, five more yards. If they run the football another time or, and then kick a field goal, I, I think they got a good chance to make that field goal. Well, it, it, was, it was a great way to end. The weather wasn't great. But the Cougars took a lead and never relinquished it. They, they led from wire to wire. And, yes, things got interesting late. But BYU beat the Cowboys 24-21 in the poinsettia bowl. In the process, BYU reached nine wins, snapped a three-game bowl losing streak, and Kalani Satake became the first BYU head coach to win a bowl game in his first season. Such a great year, and with all the close games that we saw this entire season, it was a fitting way to end the year, which brings us to a very early stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU tied an NCAA record with seven games decided by three points or less in a season. I don't know if that's a, a stat that you want to have. It was funny because when we had Kalani on in the postgame with us, uh, I don't think that he knew that. Spencer mentioned it to him on the air, and, uh, and he goes, oh, yeah, that's, that's what we were trying to do tonight. You know, a win, a win was nice, but we were trying to set an NCAA record. That's why we wanted to keep it close. You've got to get in the record books. Yeah. I mean, it, hey, it was, it was the storyline for the entire season, just how close these games were. And, and on the other end, you look at every game. BYU was never out of any game they played, and that's impressive. Yeah, they, they competed. They were physically capable of playing against a great schedule and great talent. They stayed in every game. 
And I, I think in the second half of the season, they figured out how to win these close games. That's a good thing to take in the next season. So, so now our Twitter question for today. What's your biggest takeaway from last night's win in the Poinsettia Bowl? We want to hear from you. And uh, Don't forget, use the hashtag BYUSN if you want to chime in. I, I mean, the obvious one for me, <laughs> Jamal Williams is an absolute stud. 210 yards, 26 carries. This is the guy that BYU has leaned on all season long. And he missed a couple of games. A couple of games he played in, he was not healthy. He was certainly not 100%. But this is a guy that's going to make money playing in the National Football League. And he showed why last night. They gave the ball to Jamal Williams, and Wyoming couldn't do a thing about it. Yeah, he, he was phenomenal. And we knew that that was the matchup for BYU in that game. Wyoming came in with, with a defense that had struggled all year long to stop the run. And, uh, and there were actually times in the first half when I was thinking, why, are, why is BYU even throwing it right now? Just keep giving it to, to Jamal. Um, he was phenomenal in that ball game. Uh, this tweet coming in, and again, the Twitter question, what's your biggest takeaway from last night's win in the Poinsettia Bowl? This one coming in from at PF 22 What games like that make me think BYU may have the next John Denny on their hands with Matt Foley? See, Long I, snapper. And we don't talk about that enough during the season. I mentioned it a couple times when we were doing, doing the live games that we always talk about, well, it's a lot of pressure on the kicker. You don't want to be the long snapper or the holder on a wet night when the ball is heavy and slippery. And, uh, you know, Jurgens and Foley all year long, that's the, the three-part te- three team that's responsible for what really became a big-time kicking game. They were money. And it killed, it killed Wyoming Let's in the first not half. not forget those long snappers and holders. That's true. Hey, never forget, never forget those guys. Speaking of the guys, speaking of the BYU Sports Nation crew, guys in San Diego did a great job all week long. The coverage has been fantastic. And for one final wrap-up of things from Qualcomm Stadium, let's head back to San Diego and join uh, Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, and David Nixon. Thanks, Jason and Blaine. The rain's pouring down, but nobody cares if you root for BYU because the Cougars ended a three-year bowl game losing streak at the Poinsettia Bowl, the last place they won a bowl game against San Diego State in 2012. This one, 24-21 against uh, a resurgent Wyoming team. And I'm trying to think if I had, like, a minute to explain to everyone how this game went, I would say it was wet. Rain. That's how I would describe it. Running and uh, <laughs> a resurgent Wyoming at the end, uh, ending with uh, a BYU turnover. Fantastic. Sta- stuff. Standard BYU season of 2016. This was 2016. Yes. Yeah, this to, was the game. All in one Be up game. 17, but only win by three and come down to a pick six. You know, as Wyoming's driving to potentially either tie or win the game, they come up with a huge pick by the senior kind of cool who's been a standout for BYU for the last four years. This game was defined by Jamal Williams. We've joked it's the Jamal fence, right? It was the Jamal fence. 210 yards in this game, his second 200-yard game of the season, so a fantastic performance by him. Tanner Mangum, he wasn't at his best tonight. The rain affected that, but Jamal Williams was fantastic in this game, and that's what BYU needed. We talked about it. BYU would be as good as Jamal was, and they were, and they pulled out the victory despite a late comeback by Wyoming. And what I love about Jamal is he had this tonight – with getting over 100 yards, a 16th 100-yard rushing game all time for BYU. And it goes to show that when he was healthy, when he was at his prime, nobody could stop him. And, you know, we look at this past, this, this season in review, and there were games where he was, he was banged up, and he wasn't his, his normal self. But we saw now he had a chance to recover, come out against Wyoming healthy in 210 yards. And this is against a Wyoming team that knew 
BYU's going to come and run the ball. Tanner coming in fresh, basically, having missed pretty much the whole season by backing up Taysom. And so everyone, the whole stadium knew that Jamal was going to get the ball and run it, and he goes off for 210 yards. An impressive performance, an impressive career season, everything oh. for Jamal. What, just a complete stud on and off the field. Yeah, in the shadow of Jamal Williams, 210 yards, and that kind of cool interception to seal the game, which everybody will remember. Harvey Longy back at linebacker. The whole linebacking core was outstanding. Fred Warner had a big game. Butch Powell had some big plays, and Harvey was the defensive MVP in the points that he bowl. BYU held Wyoming under its regular rushing average of over 200 yards, 166 tonight. Brian Hill had a good game, three quarters, 93 yards, but Jamal Williams won that battle. That was our number one matchup to watch earlier uh, yesterday when talking about the game, and BYU won that battle. That was a big deal. And, and turnovers didn't end up being as, in the end, I think it was, what, two and two? BYU had two turnovers, did not cost them because of field position. Yeah, and, and going back to what you were talking about, the defense, you know, due to injuries, due to suspensions, you're right, that linebacker crew with Fred Warner, with Harvey Longy, with Butch, they were playmakers. They were flying all over the field, stuffing gaps, and we were talking about it when we were watching the game. You know, they tried to run the five sweeps, and sure enough, Fred would come up and put a hook on the defense. Uh, you know, Harvey Longy on, on pass rushing, I saw him a couple times against Hill come up and just bull rush him and just destroy him. I mean, it was, it was fun to watch those guys. I'm just proud for Harvey. I mean, he's, this is a guy that started on offense, moved him to defense of linebacker, moved him defensive end, moved him back to running back on offense, and then flipped him back to linebacker. I mean, this is the ultimate team player, a guy that's played tons of positions here at BYU. And really, to be honest, it probably will hurt his draft status because he never really solidified himself in a certain position and was able to master that position. But at the end of the day, I think scouts look at this type of performance and they say, man, this kid's just a freak athlete. And he flies all over the field. He's a hard player. Um, and, and I think it ultimately will help him. But, uh, man, he sacrificed everything for this team. So it's awesome to see Harvey Longy become the MVP for the defensive uh, for the points that he bowl. And he helped the team ultimately. And, and, and that was the bottom line. And when all is said and done, BYU won nine games. Before this season, we looked at this schedule, and I think a lot of us thought six, seven, or eight. That's kind of where it was going to sit. Nine and four. Nine and four when all that first year under Kalani Stocking? BYU did not lose a game that they were picked to win all season. So pretty good uh, record there. BYU won the games they were supposed to win, right? They lost four games by the ad nauseum discussed eight points. Eight points uh, to decide four losses. No one's lost four games by that few points ever. Two NCAA records. In fact, another one tied seven games decided by three points or less. The number one moral victory of all time. But we'll, but we'll take it. You know what I mean? That, and that defined this team. They, they never got blown out. They, and they blew out a couple of teams, right? Michigan State was a heck of a win. But this, I know this isn't one of the all-time classics in this stadium, but we'll always remember this game. 200 yards for Jamal Williams. Kai Nakua. The rain. We're going to remember this game for a long time. And anytime you go on the road to at Utah, at Boise State, and t- put up the type of performance at West Virginia and stay close within all those games, I, it really is impressive. And it does go to show you that Kalani had a he, – he prepared this team, this team week in and week out to come out and battle these, these type of opponents. And it was impressive to see in a first-year head coach what he was able to do to rally the troops, right? Um, and it gets me just excited for the upcoming year because Billy's going to have to ride the troops with that schedule as you look at that schedule for 2017. Meanwhile, it just rains harder and harder yeah, at least, in At least San it didn't Diego. rain the whole game. Oh, wait, it did. <laughs> Good grief. And into the post game. My goodness. There's yeah. a raindrop for every yard Jamal Williams had this season. <laughs> That's the awesome thing. Over 1,400, and he neared the 4,000 mark for his career. Second most rushing yards in a single season ever, and he played in 10 games. He played in 10 games. Makes you wonder if he's healthy he all year. He would have. 
I think he would have hit 2,000 well, if he had we, been healthy. We were talking about it. You know, we, we've, you've heard about the controversy with Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette all sitting out for these bowl games. Jamal, of course, comes out here, and this is one of those type of guys that benefits from playing in a bowl game. And he comes out here and has over 200 yards rushing. And sure enough, we, we saw NFL scouts and, and, and NFL insiders tweeting that what a performance by Jamal. So it's exciting to see him come out on his last game for BYU, represent BYU, ultimate team player, have a killer game, and hopefully boost his draft status. I wasn't sure if Jamal would be drafted a few weeks ago. He's, He's going, going to, be to be drafted. drafted. He'll be drafted. He will be drafted. Enough people are talking about him and tweeting about him, and on this stage to do what he did, good grief. Yeah, he, uh, he helped his draft stock for sure. Poetic, really, the way that this game went with uh, three seniors stepping up big in their final game. Harvey Longy, of course, with a ton of tackles, the defensive MVP. Jamal Williams, 210 yards, offensive MVP. And Kai Nakua, with his sixth interception of the year, seals his career. Clutch City, Cobra Kai strikes again. Absolutely. And 2016 was a fun season. I enjoyed the season. I, we were all hoping BYU would uh, exceed expectations, and they did. I called for 7-5 and five in the regular season. They were 8-4, and four, won the bowl game. A fun game, a great experience here in San Diego. We had a great time at this bowl game. I'm excited BYU is coming back here in 2018. And when the dust settled, what a year for BYU football. Now, now BYU can uh, move on to the Tanner Mangum era officially. Uh, Portland State, LSU, Wisconsin, Utah, Mississippi State. That's a great schedule as well. So the future is fun and bright for BYU. Yeah, roller coaster of a year. But they come out, they finish the season right on a win, propels them into the offseason, into next year. Man, it's an exciting program. I think all BYU fans are optimistic for what uh, next year holds. I, I should have brought a tie. What happened in the yeah, It's okay. Here? You're the one that's appropriately dressed right now for <laughs> and, this and Nice and warm, too, right? Yeah, I am pretty warm. Goodness. For David and Jerem, I am Spencer. BYU finishes 9-4, and four, back-to-back nine-win seasons for the first time since 2009. Tanner Mangum will join us later in BYU Sports Nation. Guys? Thank you very much, guys. Great stuff. The conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Don't forget, use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Our Twitter question today, what's your biggest takeaway from last night's win in the Poinsettia Bowl? Let's get to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. I like this one from at uh, 86 WI Coog. I'm assuming that's Wisconsin yep, Coog. Yep. Just, just jumping out there on that one. Uh, Jamal is going to be missed and not sure how you replace his yards, but most importantly, his leadership, infectious personality, and swag. Oh, I'm, I'm with 100%. Yeah, Wisconsin Coog. We're going to call him Wisconsin Coog. He may not him. be. But but I'm with I'm him. I'm gonna 100%. elongate that that Twitter handle, and that's why NFL teams are gonna like him even more. Skill set plus leadership and personality. It's hard to find that all in one package. Jamal's been phenomenal. So how about at Pete 36 Great final play in Kai's BYU career. Great final game for Jamal. Good first year for a very green coaching staff. I mean, amen to that. They, yeah. The way they prepared week in and week out with a first-year head coach and a staff that was just assembled, I thought it was impressive. That's why I thought seven wins was going to be good this year. So nine, that, that's way over my expectations. I never at any point this season thought, wow, this is a first-year coaching staff. Oh, they did great. You know, there may have been a play call here, but, but overall this coaching staff did a phenomenal job. And to get nine wins with a first-year coaching staff and that schedule – I, I said it's great. I called it a great season. Coming up, the man of the night, Jamal Williams, talked with Spencer Linton. But first, Spencer and Jerem sat down with Tanner Mangum. You'll hear from BYU's quarterback coming up next. And BYU's future quarterback coming up next season. This is BYU Sports Nation. 
Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget to use the hashtag BYUSN when you're chiming in on Twitter. Yeah, lots to talk about today. What, what a great win last night for BYU in a close game. Maybe not as you know, dominating as we'd hoped it would be, but a great win. So, hey, tonight, don't forget, men's hoops returns to the Marriott Center. They host Cal State Bakersfield. Uh, Cougars uh, and Roadrunners, they tip off at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Twitter question today. What's your biggest takeaway from last night's win in the Poinsettia Bowl? Uh, This tweet coming in from at STLBYU says, besides not being surprised how well Jamal Williams was going to do and Kai's pick in the end, it was how well... The O-line improved. Yeah, that to me, that was one of the pleasant surprises of the season. Because you remember, the guys they planned to be playing going into the season, I mean, it didn't work out. Between injuries, suspensions, they had to really move things around. Mike Empey did a phenomenal job this season. And I saw that offensive line get better and better every week of the season. To the end, they were an aggressive group that liked to run block and get down there and, and, and smack people. The future's bright there. Because a lot of young guys that he thinks have a lot of talent are just a little light right now because they're young. They put on 15, 20 pounds in this offseason. BYU is going to be a deep, nasty, physical group on the O-line next season. That's that's good for Tanner Mangum, I'll tell you. It's great for Tanner Mangum. And, and last night was Tanner's first start since last year's bowl game. Clearly, the plan was to run the ball, and BYU did that beautifully. Mangum finished the night. 815, 96 yards with a touchdown and an INT. Tanner also rushed for a three-yard TD full extension into the end zone. After the game, Spencer and Jerem sat down with the pride of Eagle Idaho, Tanner Mangum. Tanner, it wouldn't be a dramatic BYU win without a Mangum Hail Mary of sorts, right? One of my favorite <laughs> from, tweets of the night was five yards. the five-yard Hail Mary, <laughs> and it worked out. What, what happened on that play? Oh. Luck. That's what happened. <laughs> that follows you a lot, doesn't it? I know. I guess so. Uh, I mean, I mean, as soon as I, I, as soon as I threw it, I, I realized that was a bad decision. Shouldn't have done that. Milk was a bad choice. Yeah, in San Diego. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was sitting on the, on, like, I kind of got hit and um, just saw the ball go up in the air and then started hearing the Wyoming cheers and then the BYU cheers and didn't know what was going on and then I saw the tip drill and I was just glad that Tanner made a play on it, made a good catch. I I immediately knew I was just you know I got out the sideline and just told the coaches like I know don't like don't worry I know it's a bad throw I know <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a bad decision I'll, I'll learn from that coach just, luckily they made a play on it coach I saw six go on the board that's all I saw <laughs> yeah, so, did we score a touchdown <laughs> anyway you can get it right yeah yeah how yeah. did the rain affect this game and the game plan well it changed everything really I mean I mean, we we obviously wanted to come out and run the football that so that didn't change but it just made made things tough you know throwing was really hard. Um, ball's slippery, ball's wet, hard to catch. And um, so it kind of took away the passing game a lot. You know, a lot of the play action plays we had drawn up weren't able to to, to put in there. But, uh, you know, we we did a good job of just taking what the defense gave us and making the most of it. And luckily we had a great offensive line who, who was making holes for Jamal all night. And Jamal had another great night. And it's just perfect way to end the season for him. You know, he's been through so much and had such a good career. For him to come out here and run the way he did and, and help the team win the way he did was, was awesome. Fun Pal- to see. Kalani Satake was quick to point out that while you didn't have the passing numbers and the rain really altered the game plan that 
you did a good job with the line uh, adjusting and making yeah. checks and things. How comfortable were you uh, making those reads and making those checks at the line? I felt good, and that, that's a part of the game that not a lot of people know goes on, you know, and it, it could just look like, oh, I'm just handing the ball off, but there's there's a lot to it with this offense that, that Ty wants us to do, you know, making checks, deciding which side to run it to and, and things like that. So I felt good about it. I felt confident coming in. Ty helped me feel prepared on that aspect and, um, just was able to make the right checks and then just get the ball to the to the playmakers. That's kind of my job. Kind of turned into the ultimate game manager tonight. You know, just making sure you're taking care of the ball, get you know, get it to the right guys, and and um, like again, you know, just made it made it easy on me having Jamal back there and then having the line and the receivers blocking the way they did is made made it easier for me. Defensively, uh, BYU uh, up three. Kainakua makes the pick to seal the deal. What was it like to see that oh. happen? That was awesome. So, so cool. And, again, storybook ending, you know, that's been his career, his clutch interceptions. And for the game to end like that was so cool to see and exciting. And um, he's a great player, made clutch plays his whole career. So to end like that was, was perfect. Loved nope. it. Number 12 makes plays. Absolutely, yeah. on Either both sides of the, of the ball, yeah. right? Ball, you know? How does this victory put a cap on the 2016 season? Oh, it's – it, it's beautiful, really, just because it's been such a an up and down ride, you know, a roller coaster full of close losses and intense wins and injuries and a lot, you know, and and to be able to, I mean, the feeling that I had as as the game ended was just, you know, how excited I am for the seniors and how pumped I am for them that they can end their careers on a win, go out with a, you know, with a statement like that. It was it was really cool and and. Especially for Jamal and Kai and Harvey to have such great games and to finish their careers like that is that's what you want, you know. So, and then also, you know, I, I like I had mentioned earlier, you know, Taysom's injury in the, in the last game of the regular season told him that we were gonna, you know, finish what he started. So to be able to do that is was was cool. So just I'm just happy that we were able to to play well enough to to come out with a victory and, and send these seniors out on a high note. Tanner, we appreciate the time, man. Yeah. Uh, get in there, get dry, yeah. get some uh, some warm we'll clothes on. Some, some hot cocoa. Absolutely, my friend. Congratulations <laughs> on the Poinsettia Bowl win. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, back to Provo. Jason and Blaine, BYU Sports Nation. Thank you very much, guys. Great to hear from uh, from Tanner Mangu. <laughs> I want to ask you, because they were talking about the just the crazy touchdown that ultimately ended up in the hands of Tanner Baldery. Just huge. And the fact that it was tipped by two Cowboys and a Cougar before landing in Baldery's hands, as a quarterback, and Tanner talked about it, that he knew it was he knew he had made a mistake. He shouldn't have thrown it. As a quarterback, when you throw a pass that immediately you realize I probably shouldn't have thrown that, what goes through your mind? Yeah, it's crazy. Sometimes your body will do things that your mind's not <laughs> trained to do when you just react. So he's He's moving to his left, and he throws that thing back into the middle of the field, which you never do. And so I, I've been there. The ball is literally an inch out of your hand, and you go, oh, my gosh, why did I just do that? And then from that point forward, so from one inch out of your hand until the end of the play, everything goes in super slow motion. You're in your mind, you're going, oh, no. <laughs> the ball gets tipped, and it just seems like it's out there forever. And, you're, and literally, you're just hoping that the ball hits the ground. I mean, to get a touchdown is a very pleasant surprise. I'm telling you right now, Tanner probably, his, his heart stopped, 
and went into his stomach. And then when Baldry came up with that, he went, oh, okay, no harm, no foul. That's okay. That's good. But he immediately ran to the sidelines and said, hey, I know you don't need to tell me. That was a bad decision. And you, know, you don't throw it back into the middle of the field late, especially on goal line when, when you have a chance to come back and play another play. So, yeah, sometimes it's okay to just be lucky, I guess. <laughs> well, the other thing that really stood out to me when he was talking with, with Spencer and Jeremy was he was talking about the thing that, that most people don't realize that is part of the learning process, especially going through a new offense. It's, it's not making throws. We know Tanner Mangum can make these throws. It's it's the pre-snap reads, it's the checkdowns, it's the progressions, it's all of those things that doesn't get really talked about a lot. Most people just kind of focus on, well, did he make the, did he complete the pass or not? And these are all things that he's still in the process of learning. Yeah, when when the run game is going, he has just as much responsibility as anyone on the field. He and the center make a lot of calls, and remember, this is a hundred and eighty degree change from what these guys have run to this point. So in the hurry up, go fast, go hard offense, they changed very few plays at the line of scrimmage. It was get out, get up on the line of scrimmage and run the play. It's good against anything. They did have some reads inside of the play, but for Tanner, here's what I'm excited about. He gets a whole off season so that that part of the game just becomes natural and obvious to him and he can stop thinking and then he can just go play. And when he can just go play, he's really skilled. He's got great throwing skills. He's got a live arm. So when, when the thought part of the game is just second nature, then the physical part will come out for him. That's what I'm looking forward to next season for Tanner. Our Twitter question, what's your biggest takeaway from last night's win in the Poinsettia Bowl? Uh, this one coming in from uh, SM Saltsy. I'm going to miss telling everyone, quote, it's okay. Kai will pick the ball in the next play and save the day. <laughs> All the seniors will be missed. There, there's a lot of theme As we're reading through Twitter at our break, there's a lot of themes here about seniors. And so uh, is that Twiggerstone? Twiggerstone. At Twiggerstone says BYU is really going to miss the seniors. Jamal and Kai had a huge impact. I like the direction of the new staff. And tweet after tweet that you and I were reading and that, that, you, that you see on your screen if you're watching in television about this senior group, not just about how they performed on the field, but the leadership in a transition year that this group provided. I mean, Kalani's going to always look back on this group of seniors as very special to him because they bought in on all the changes he wanted to make. They bought in on his culture, and they led this team into a new era. And now they hand that off, having been phenomenal examples and role models to the young players. So I think Kalani's in great shape, and a lot of it is because of these seniors. Well, and I'm glad that Kainakua has a positive bowl experience after what happened in the Miami Bowl. I'm glad that this is how he's going to remember it. Coming up, Jamal Williams played his final game in a BYU uniform last night. Jamal and his sparkling personality – Coming up next, this is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, sports friends. Jason Shepard, Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, and Radio Vision Live. Coming to you on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Let's not forget uh, women's basketball plays its final non-conference game this afternoon. Cougars host number 9, Washington. For Eastern, watch the game on BYU TV and listen on BYU Radio we got Dave, Kristen, and Jason. Is gonna, you guys are going to bring that game to us. Yeah, looking forward to it. Nice, it's always nice to have a little afternoon basketball uh, in your day. There's nothing wrong with that, and this is a really, really good matchup and one that I know is really important to BYU, as you mentioned, last non-conference game before uh, starting things up in the WCC. And you beat a top-10 team, I know, and it's on their home floor. Yeah. So they got a great opportunity here if they can stay out of foul trouble. They, they go beat the number 9 team in the nation. Now they play well in league play. It, it not only helps 
So say BYU wins the league and wins the tournament, gets an automatic bid into the into the tournament. It helps your seed. Yeah. In the tournament, well, and this you, we get a win like this. This point in game, very tough non-conference schedule was done on purpose, yes. and th- this is this will be a really nice win for Coach Judkins and that team heading into conference. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU breaks a three-game bowl losing streak with a three-point win over Wyoming in the Poinsettia Bowl last night. Kainakua sealed the deal with an interception with less than a minute forty in the fourth quarter. After the game, Coach Sataki told Spencer Linton that while there are certainly things you can work on, he's going to enjoy this one be more efficient as far as getting stops and creating big plays and and uh, getting some stops on third downs on defense and then on offense keeping drives going you know and getting points on the board and so um, we'll go back we'll back, go back and evaluate everything and get work on getting better but for now uh, just enjoy the moment and um, you know just just ride this uh, this momentum into the next season we got Jamal Williams and Harvey Long you named poinsettia bowl offensive and defensive MVPs Williams 26 carries, 210 yards, and a touchdown. And Longy led the team in tackles, 16 tackles. Jason, 10 solo tackles for the linebacker slash defensive end slash linebacker. Go back and forth <laughs> and have the most productive game of your career in your last outing. I thought he was funny last night on the post game, where it's like when they announced him MVP, he's like, well, I thought it was going to go to Kai. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't even know his own numbers. He was so into the game and played so well, he didn't even know his own numbers. Phenomenal. Yeah, he, he, was, he was great last night. Well deserved uh, defensive MVP for him. BYU men's. Hoops will finish up non-conference play tonight versus uh, CSU Bakersfield in the Marriott Center. That game getting underway at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Dave McCann, this guy over here, Blaine Fowler, and Lauren Frankham will be on the call tonight. We'll bring it all to you. And then just another reminder that the women's team takes on ninth-ranked Washington Today, they close out non-conference play for Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Jamal Williams has been BYU's workhorse all season long. Last night was no different. 210 yards rushing on 26 carries and a touchdown. He was absolutely brilliant. And after the game, he sat down with Spencer Linton. Jamal, 210 yards in your final game as a BYU running back on 26 yards. What are your thoughts overall about uh, the Poinsettia Bowl? I am just grateful, you know, to be here. And just a coincidence that this is my last senior bowl when, I, when it was my first senior bowl. I mean, my first bowl game. So I'm just happy to be here and, and to win one with my brothers. And I'm just grateful to be here with them. I love them. They know I do. Man, I, I didn't think I was going to cry, but I cried right after, you know, saying I love y'all and everything. So, you know, it was a real emotional moment for me. You had uh – an emotional win in 2012 here as a freshman. Poinsettia Bowl victors over San Diego State. Now you're the guy. This is kind of like the bookend bowl game for you. You started here, you end here, you go out as the offensive MVP. Uh, what will you remember most about this senior season that you had? Man, just being with my brothers and seeing how tight we got in this year and to know that we we play as a team, we, we trust each other, and we know we're going to come out with a W. So, it's mostly just us having fun and, you know, knowing that if we have fun, we're going to play well. And I, I couldn't be proud of my bros. Now, I saw you invite every member of your offensive lineup onto the podium with you uh, when you accepted this offensive MVP trophy. Why did you feel like you needed to do that? It's them, you know. I can't do nothing without them. You know, if they don't give me no holes, I can't, you know, I can't read them. So I'm just grateful that every lineman, every tight end, 
Man, Doneman. Oh, what a block. Wow, right? What a block. Now, did you did you realize that was happening in the moment? Yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to turn around and just point at him like, oh. But I didn't want to get a flag. So, <laughs> so I was just like, let me score first and find that man. What a block. That man, I'll tell you this. My boy Jonah has, from the first game till now, he's improved. On block it, and he know that I look for him to block, and I be telling him like, it's gonna be you that that spring me one time, and he did it, and I just expect him to do that every time he on the field, every time there's a run play, cause he gonna get his passes, he gonna get his catches, and I just expect great things for him from that. Now I know that uh, during your final game as a senior, sometimes. You you don't want to take that uniform off. You just kind of want to revel in it and, oh, and soak it in. I'm about to take this off. It's oh. wet. <laughs> <laughs> My butt's soggy. <laughs> I'm, ready. I'm ready to get out of it. Uh, Jamal, I know that uh, all of BYU Sports Nation collectively, all the root for the Cougars, uh, they're going to miss you, man. <laughs> don't make me cry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, this is, this is understandably an emotional time. So uh, why don't I turn the mic over to you and uh, let you uh, address your fans who love you so much. Oh. For real? Yeah. Oh, so I just looked there? Yeah. For sure. Hey, y'all, thank you for everything you've done for me since I got here my freshman year. I knew y'all wanted me. I knew y'all was great people, especially on my uh, on my official visit. People already knew who I was, and they just said, come on over to BYU. You ready? You know, we want you and everything. So y'all just the greatest. Um, man, I couldn't do it without y'all. Just, you know, keep cheering for us. Keep cheering for them, and you know I will. I'll be back, and, you know, I love BYU and everything it stands for, and Sataki's going to take them, take them to the promised land. And then nothing else that I want is for BYU to do great and for people to know about BYU. All right, Jamal, fantastic stuff. We're excited to watch you play at the next level, my friend. Appreciate it. Congratulations. You need to dance your way off this, this set, man. I got you. I got you. I'm gone. <laughs> Let the man dance. Because that's what he does. Jamal Williams, J Swag Daddy, the offensive MVP in the Poinsettia Bowl. He gone. He's gone. Here's, here's the thing about Jamal. He is the total package. An unbelievable athlete that you can count on. And such a great person and personality. What a great combination in a player that BYU has had for the last couple years. He's the ultimate team player, and that's what makes him a leader. I mean, he he can Walk the walk. I mean, he can talk the talk, then he walks the walk out on the field. So he plays by example. But I'm telling you, the thing that makes him so different, lots of running backs can say, well, i got to give credit to my O-line or my receivers are blocking. And, and there's a little bit of a sincerity piece that's missing there. He is so sin- sincere, and he loves his teammates, and they know that. Yeah. So they want to go out and make a big block for him because they love him in return. He is a rare, rare talent. And then when you combine that with a heart he plays with and how sincere he is, Man, they're going to have a hard time replacing him. He's, he's a one-of-a-kind. And we are going to enjoy watching him do those types of things in the NFL. Up next, Spencer and Jerem actually did quite well, and they're going for two picks. Plus, we'll focus on your tweets next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I'm actually going to uh, be heading over to the BYU Store a little bit later on today. Got to pick up a couple of things. 
Jason Shepard, Blaine Fowler with you live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, all you have to do is catch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So never miss an episode. Never. You, you don't have there's no to excuse ever miss. To ever miss. So, hey, join us next Tuesday. And you should never miss this show either. 7 p.m. Eastern for After Further Review. Dave McCann, I'll be there. I'll be there. You're part of the crew. we got Dave Nixon, Brian Logan will be back on BYU, and we'll, we'll talk about BYU's 24-21 win at the Poinsettia Bowl. We'll set up the offseason, talk about priorities for the offseason. That's AFR next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Mountain on BYU TV. It was very interesting and not completely surprising that as soon as people realized that I was going to be on the show today, I started getting a, a, a spattering of tweets about a, a specific topic. And now, since the 2016 football season is officially over, you know what that means. Hit it! Countdown to the Vikings. 246. I did not join you on that. <laughs> what? You got to give the people what they want. They knew it was coming. People the wanted you is, to. They want you to start counting down to oh, the football start, game no, right no, no, now. No, 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 no. We started. We've been doing this a little while now. Okay, that's something wrong with it. Two hundred and forty-six days to Portland State, August twenty-sixth. I'm I'm counting down to the NCAA basketball tournament <laughs> right now. I mean, it's, it's basketball season. So you're not season on board now. with no, the early hey, countdown. No, not till fall camp starts. I'll let you count it fall down. Fall camp? That's way too soon. Oh gosh! Or wait, excuse me, way too late. Excuse can me. Can we do? We can't even do basketball season. We can enjoy basketball and still enjoy the countdown. Okay. Two hundred and forty-six days till the first game, uh, August twenty-sixth, BYU Portland okay. State. Two forty-six. Okay. Okay. If if that, you know what? I'm a man of the people. If that's what the people want, <laughs> oh, they want it. Then then we'll let them have it. Evidently. You know what else people want? They want an update on going for two. No. Can you predict the future? These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. It is somewhat ironic that on a, on a day when both Spencer and Jerem do pretty good with their picks, neither one of them's here to be able to gloat. Now, oh, now, Spencer did enough gloating last <laughs> night when he won the Y Factor, when I didn't even really get the first pick and let him have Jamal Williams. But anyhow. Now, Jerem did better than Spencer. Spencer, right now... 21 and 23 on the season. His going for two picks yesterday were number one, BYU will give up 24 points or less to Wyoming. He got it right. right. Wyoming only scored 21 points. His second one was Jamal Williams will run for more TDs than Mangum will throw. It was a tie. It was a tie. Jamal Williams rushed for a touchdown, Tanner Mangum passed. For a touchdown. We already talked about that crazy play. So Spencer yesterday went one and one. Jerem, however, went two for two. His first one, Jamal will rush for 125 plus yards. That wasn't a hard one. Was that supposed to be some type of a bold thing? That's not a bold prediction. Okay, because that wasn't bold. No, 210 yards for Jamal, as we've talked about. And Tanner Mangum will throw exactly one touchdown. Yeah, that was that was a pr- that's it's the five yard Hail Mary. That was making me go. Like that's okay. That's a little freaky that he picked that one out, and it was the five yard hail mary. Like you said. yeah. So so now Jaron picks up a game. He's nineteen and twenty five, but a pretty good day yeah. to go three for four for uh, for Spencer. Does and this Jaren. thing so, continue into basketball? Season? Yeah, they do one for basketball. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll we'll do we'll do those uh, tomorrow for some okay. of the games on the weekend and very good. Yeah, continues through basketball. 
It's like the countdown. Everybody loves it. Yes. Okay. But give the people what they want. <laughs> give the people what they want. Our Twitter question today. What's your biggest takeaway from last night's win in the Poinsettia Bowl? Uh, at Melocopter says, three-bounce TD catch by Baldery and the botched Wyoming punt. Also, the receivers had what was arguably their best game. And you know what? They, the receivers have been great all season long blocking downfield. Yeah. They were particularly good blocking downfield last night. How about Trinneman's block? I mean, Jamal talked about it. That was, was, hey, speaking of elite. That's highlight stuff. That's a highlight block. Elite gets talked about a lot on this show. Jonah Trinneman's blocking was elite. It was awesome last night. So they, they, I mean, they, they all, 96 yards receiving. Nick Kurtz, 3 for 59, which is really good to see in his homecoming. Colby Pearson, 2 for 16. Moroni Laulu Pututau, 1 for 11. Tanner Baldry, 1 for 5 for the touchdown. And Jonah Trinneman, 1 for 5. So it, it was a good... All a, a around, all around performance, and they for, blocked well. especially for an offense that really couldn't do it because of the weather. Yeah, that's for sure. So, well, Crazy Kook fanatic uh, at Crazy Kook fanatic says somebody needs to tell this team that it's not part of the rules to let the game go down to the last minute <laughs> heroics. We were talking about that last night when BYU get out in front, and McCann says to me, he leans over and says, "Hey, they just need you to score here, and this thing's over." And they did. And then Wyoming came back, and he went, "Really? We have to have another." <laughs> Three-point type of a game again. So I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you, crazy Coug fanatic. Uh, last night on Twitter, for those that follow uh, at uh, Cougar Stats, um, he, he tweeted out that actually it was our stat of the day that they had tied the NCAA record with seven games decided by three points or less. He said if, if you know, this gets closer, they'll, they'll have this record. And, um, and I tweeted back, I'm like, don't you even yeah, why, mention why this game being close. Why do you want to go there? You go there and, and then it got yeah. close. Nah, I don't know. That's, so that's who we can blame for that. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and blame that. Yep. Uh, at Brian L. Hicks, have to play all 60 minutes. Had a great first half. Then the second seemed uh, to sputter somewhat. Plus Jamal equals incredible exclamation point. Yeah, you know what? BYU this year, it's interesting because this is a reverse of how they've been. They've been a little slow to get out of the start. I don't want to say slow. It's not that they haven't played with effort in first halves, but it seems like with this, with this, and I'm not going to say it's a young team, it's a new team and a new offense. Offensively, sometimes it took until they got in the locker room at halftime uh, to talk through things and have face-to-face, eye-to-eye with the players and write things down on the grease board. And the BYU is a really good second-half team. Um, they're better second-half offensively. In this game... It was defensively, and really it was just the fourth quarter where Wyoming got some momentum and got things going. So it was a reverse of normal for BYU, I think. Uh, this, is a, this is a great tweet. We're talking about your takeaways. Uh, at Sir B. Rob, uh, his takeaway, or her takeaway, I'm, I mean, assuming Sir, uh, that BYU football is family and is more than just football. Yeah, that, that, and I'm certain, you know, you, t- you heard Kalani uh, talk about um, the emblem they're wearing uh, for Steve Tate's son and for Elsie Mahe, yep. and it, it is, it is that. But I'll tell you, when your players feel like they're part of a family, they play harder. It's it's a it's a cause. You're playing for your brothers. You play hard, regardless of the score. And that's what we saw this team this season. And you know what? Good coaching. This is a little hidden stat. Kalani Sitake was six and zero with the staff this year when they led at halftime. They were ahead. They held on. Whether it was close or not, they didn't give up a halftime lead this season. That's impressive. You mentioned the, those stickers for Elsie Mahe and, and uh, Hunter Tate. Or, uh, um, Steve yeah, Tate. Yeah. Hunter Tate. That Utah's going to wear those stickers as well in their bowl game. So, coming up, the Cougar Whip Around, which, by the way, has had Blaine singing Devo all morning long. And I wish I was kidding. When this a problem comes along, you BYU must whip Sports it. Station. 
BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Blaine, what should we do? Well, it's let's go to the Cougar Whip When you ha- when a problem comes football. around, you must whip it. No, we're not. We're <laughs> not I'm going to put the kibosh okay, on that. Okay, we're doing football. Sorry. Right He's never going to let me sing no, on the air no, again. never again. BYU breaks a three-game losing streak, a bowl losing streak. 24-21 win over Wyoming in the Poinsettia Bowl last night. Kai Nakua sealed the deal with an interception. Less than 140 left in the fourth quarter. Harvey Longy and Jamal Williams named Poinsettia Bowl MVPs. Williams carried the ball 26 times for 210 yards and one touchdown. Longy led the team in tackles with 16, 10 of which were solo. And I want to make sure I make a correction. Uh, it is Hayes tough. I think I said Hunter. Uh, but the, the sticker is uh, for Elsie Mahe and, and Hayes Tate. Uh, that's the sticker that BYU wore last night and Utah will wear in their bowl game. And, and so you know make what? Sure I made that correction. We talk about family. Like Kalani's extended this. It's just not the BYU football family. It's the football family. That's right. And a lot of ties to the University of Utah. So even with a rivalry that goes there, it's still football family, and we care about all of those folks. Absolutely. Men's basketball. BYU's men's hoops will finish up the non-conference a season tonight, they play Cal State Bakersfield in the Marriott Center, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Women's basketball. The women's hoop team is in action this afternoon, hosting ninth-ranked Washington. It's their final non-conference game before WCC play begins. That game will get underway for Eastern time. You can watch it on BYU TV and listen on BYU Radio. Future guests on the program coming up tomorrow. How about this? Not only... Are we going to have the great Steve Cleveland? That's good enough. I mean, it's fantastic. If the show is just That's good enough. President Coach Steve Cleveland, it's great. Santa Claus. Yeah. I'm being told he's, he's, Santa Claus is on the show tomorrow. The man is making an appearance tomorrow. Yeah. And that's and we do allow red on this set at Christmas time. Only or, or if it's Santa Claus or if it's Stanford. Okay. All right. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. The Rise and Shout, Blaine, how about we give it to the BYU seniors? Absolutely. And on Twitter today, we're getting a ton of feedback about the fan base and how much they appreciate what this senior class has brought. Leadership playmaking, you name it, this senior class has been phenomenal. And uh, as Cougar fans, we owe them a big debt of gratitude for giving us a great season. Our Twitter question, what's your takeaways from last night's win in the Poinsettia Bowl? Our elite tweet of the day comes from at CPA underscore Coog. Jamal Williams is a Greek god. (laughs) I don't know, that's a little much. Thanks to uh, Tanner Mangum, Jamal Williams, and everybody on the crew. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget, use the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand at BYUSN.com. For Blaine, I'm Jason. Shout out to Craig Bills. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern time. Go Cougs.